Thanks for joining us on the Authentic Church Podcast. Let's jump right into this week's message. We're starting a brand new series. I'm super excited about it, okay? And the title of this series is Dreams and Visions. I'm gonna talk about dreams and visions. And the vision behind this series is to teach you God still speaks to you today. God knows exactly what you're going through, what you're going to go through. God will give confirmation in your life and he still speaks to you today and he uses dreams and visions to help you become who you were created to become. The purpose that God has for your life. Let me ask you this question. Do you believe that you have a destiny? Do you believe that you have a purpose, that God wants to use you in ways that you never thought you could be used? And here's what we know about our Lord. This is what's so good about what he has for you. Listen, you were never in the dark, meaning God will always reveal to his servants what is about to happen because he knows the future. Amos chapter three, verse seven states it like this. When the Lord God decides to do something in your life, through your life, or around you, he will always first tell his servants, the prophets. You will never be in the dark. You will always know when the Lord is speaking in your life. But my question for you today is this, have you given up on that dream? What dream has God given you to fulfill? What is his purpose for you? What has been a burden in your life? What do you know is from the Lord and you know he wants you to do? And have you, have you allowed the circumstances around you to get the best of you where you no longer believe it to be so? No longer believe that God can do anything in your life, that you just become very comfortable in the misery that you're in. You're comfortable with the routine that you have every day, going to work, coming home, griping, griping, complaining, complaining, and this is as good as life is gonna get. Is this what God created you for? That's what the devil will tell you. He'll lie in your head and tell you this is as good as it will ever get. Let me tell you about my God. His ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than your thoughts. And what he has for you, you can't even imagine. You can't even fathom what he wants to do in your life. But you have to believe it in order to receive it. And if you're going through a hard time right now, or if you're struggling in believing what the Lord has for you, let me encourage you with Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 2. And it states this. The Lord said to me, Write my answer plainly on tablets so that a runner can carry the correct message to others. Let's stop right there. What does that mean? That means when God speaks to you through a dream, through a vision, or just confirms something in your life, stop right there, stop what you're doing, and write it down. Write down what the Lord has spoken to you. Why do you need to write it down? Because guess what? Life is hard. There's going to be some days that everything around you is falling apart and you may look up like, God, hey, hey, you remember me? You still there? You still in my life? You still doing something right now? Well, if you wrote down the word that God spoke over you, you can go back to his word and say, all right, God, I trust you. Even though everything around me is falling apart, even though I don't understand, I trust the word that you have spoken over me. Not only that, guess what? You will remember it correctly. How many times have you woken up from a dream and you're like, I think that was God. And it was the middle of the night and you got like eye boogers in your eyes and eye crust and some bad breath and all that. And you're like, all right, when I wake up in the morning, I'll write it down. Oh, I'll remember it then. How many times do you remember it? Most of the time you can't remember the details. So this is what the Lord is saying. He's saying, when I speak to you, take notice, pay full attention, write it down and never forget the details that I'm giving you for your life because it's important, but let's continue. This vision is also for a future time. 
I love this. It describes the end and it will be fulfilled. The devil can't stop it. What's going on in the world today can't stop it. Our culture can't stop it. The things happening, the attacks that are happening cannot stop what the Lord has spoken. But it may seem slow in coming. So wait patiently for it will surely take place. It will not be delayed. I love that. Do me a favor, look to somebody next to you and tell them that the word of God will not be delayed. God has a purpose for you, a dream and a vision for your life. But guess what that also means? It means that God's purpose for your life will not be fulfilled on your own timeline because that's what we want. God, next week, right? I'm ready for that job opportunity. I'm ready for that relationship. Next week, again, I said it the other week, God may tell you, wait a year, a year before he does something special. Why? Because he's telling you to rest up. He's telling you to believe. He's telling you to prepare for the miracle. That's why God tells you to wait. The miracle may be more than you can handle. So he's preparing you so that when it comes, it will fulfill the word of God. And because of that, you can rest patiently in the Lord. So God still speaks to us today and he speaks in miraculous ways to prove that he is in control of your life. But if you're struggling still, if you're still doubting, if you're still finding yourself questioning, Lord, are you really speaking to me today? Let me also encourage you with this verse, and I love it. Luke chapter 1, verse 37 states it like this, for no word from God will ever fail. No word from God will ever fail. What do you do? When God speaks over your life, you write it down. You remember specifically what he said and know and believe that what God speaks will never fail. His will will be done. God still speaks to you today. So the title of today's message is this, the power of a dream from God. I wanna talk about the power that God unleashes in our life when he speaks to us through a dream. And over the next few weeks, we're going to cover a lot of different subjects. I'm gonna be talking about the difference between a dream and a vision for your life and why God speaks in different ways and symbols and all these things, okay? But today we're going to start with the practical of why God speaks to a dream and the power that he unleashes. And I have four points that I'm gonna share with you today. The first point is this. God will bring a dream into your life to give you instructions you need to hear. God will open your eyes from all the distractions of the world. When you sleep, guess what? You're not distracted by your flesh. And in fact, you're deeper, spiritually deeper connected to the Lord to be able to hear from God. And you're able to see things you wouldn't naturally seen, see when you are awake. But I also want to share it like this. God will give you specific instructions on a decision you need to make even when you feel indecisive. God will not leave you in the dark. He will give you instructions on the decisions that you need to make. And here's some good news for some of the people in the room. You ready for this? God will also give you instructions on who you need to marry. God will confirm in your life. Somebody said, hallelujah, amen. I'm ready for that one, pastor. What is that verse? Okay, all right. God will give you confirmation on who you need to marry. God will warn you about people. God will say, hey, this person's good for your life. And God may be saying, listen, if you get in this relationship, you're going to be living in their parents' basement for the next few months, okay? That's not good for you. That's not what you want. But let me prove it out of the Bible, okay? If you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn to Matthew chapter 1. We'll be looking at verses 19 through 21. And here's what I want to do. For the first half of this sermon, I'm going to talk about Mary and Joseph, 
and the dreams that they experienced from God that saved their life. And then at the end, I'm going to show you a special revelation using the story of Joseph out of the book of Genesis. Okay, but let's start with Mary and Joseph. When Mary received the word from the angel of the Lord that she would be having uh, the son of God. Okay, she was faithful. She felt privilege. She felt excited about that. She knew that she was highly favored. At the same time, just because you're favored doesn't mean you're not going to go through trials. Let me say that louder. If you're favored by the Lord, guess what? You're going to go through more trials. There's going to be more attacks in your life. Just because God has placed an anointing on your life does not mean life is about to be a bunch of butterflies and rainbows in every situation you go through. Because Mary knew something very important. What did she know? She she knew that if Joseph did not believe her, bad, bad things would happen in her life. Let me just share a few things that would have happened. First of all, her reputation would have been ruined. Her good name would have been ruined. Everybody would have gossiped about Mary. Did you hear about Mary? Did you hear what Mary did? She committed adultery. She was with another man. She's pregnant, and I heard it's not Joseph's baby, right? And everybody starts talking, and so her name is rubbed in the dirt. Here's where it gets worse. It also means she can't remarry. In the Jewish culture, listen to this. If you were engaged, you had to write a certificate of divorce just to get out of that engagement. Because in the Jewish culture, just the engagement alone was a covenant to be married together. Okay, so this was a big deal. And here's another fact. Joseph loved her. He cared for her. He didn't want this to happen for her life. And so the Bible also tells us that he was trying to figure out a way to to leave her secretly because he just did not believe what she was saying. Would you? It's hard sometimes. We know that we serve an almighty, powerful God that can do anything. And I told you that his ways are higher than your ways. But sometimes we hear that God did what? God can do what? Are you sure? Yeah. God can do it. But Joseph didn't believe her in the beginning. And the hardest part was this, is that she could have been stoned to death. She could have been killed. If they found out she committed adultery, if they believed it, they would have killed her. Her reputation, everything would have been ruined. So Joseph didn't want that to happen for her. So let's look at the text. Matthew chapter 1, verses 19 through 21. Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man and did not want to disgrace her publicly. So he decided to break off the engagement quietly. And as he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him where? In a dream. An angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and convinced him, hey, this is of God. I know it sounds crazy. I know it doesn't make sense. And what you're living in right now, it doesn't make sense. But listen, God is about to do the impossible. And here is your confirmation right now through a dream. You know what also it teaches us? That even though people love you and want the best for you, they may not always understand what God is doing in your life. So notice that. Write down what the Lord has spoken. For me and my wife, doing a church plant, leaving our home state, not knowing anybody out here. A lot of times, even though our families were loving and supportive, hey, we love you, please don't die, right? Our parents were like, we got grandchildren, please take care of them. Please make sure that everybody is okay. It doesn't always make sense to everybody else around you. And the hardest temptation is this, you wanna prove it. You wanna prove it yourself. Here's what I've learned, don't prove it. Let God prove it. Let God show them. Because you know what it sounds like when you try to prove it? It sounds like you're boasting about yourself. It sounds like you're bragging. There are many times that God told me to shut my mouth 
and I did not because I was too excited. And I'm like, hey, the Lord told me this, and it's so big, and it's going to be so great. And I could already tell by the person looking at me like, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure the Lord's going to do that in your life. You know what I mean? And I realized, oh, my goodness, I'm hurting what God wants to do because I'm allowing my own pride and my own eagerness to get in the way. So allow God to prove it. You don't have to prove it. And that's exactly what happened in this situation through a dream. Okay, so an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. For the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will have a, have a son, and you shall name him Jesus, for he will save people from their sins. Here's what I love about this dream. The angel of the Lord is giving specific instructions. Not only is Mary telling the truth, this is who you should marry, but also the son that she is carrying is the son of God. Here's what you are to name him, the specific instructions. Here's what he's going to do. Here's the people he's going to impact in your life. And so God will give you a dream to reveal certain instructions. The question is, are you listening? Are you evaluating what the Lord is speaking to you? When my daughter was born, Gabriella, my wife had a dream soon after um, and she saw in this dream who my daughter was going to marry. Believe it or not, my, my daughter was older in this dream. She was talking to this boy. She heard the conversation, okay? This boy wanted to marry my daughter. He, she knows exactly what he looks like, and she even wrote down his name. And she wrote it down in a letter and sealed the letter in her baby book because Gabriella was just born. Here's what's so powerful about that dream. It gave me hope for a long time. Because if you know the story of my daughter, you know that when she was born, there were a lot of medical issues, and we didn't know if she was going to survive for a very long time. Two years, had no voice. He had a trach, right? And, and there were so many things that happened in her life, and every time it got hard, I held on to that dream because my wife saw her older. I knew she was going to be okay. Also, I believe the Lord was confirming with me to make sure that kid doesn't meet my daughter, okay? I know your name. I know what you look like. I'm coming after you, okay? In the future, just be ready, all right? But here's something that came to my attention. This is so cool. I realized so because of this revelation that as my daughter gets older and somebody breaks her heart, I can sit with her and say, he's not the one. I know who the Lord has for you. And his plans are good. And it will be fulfilled. He's not the one. Don't be so hurt right now. And I promise you, the Father is speaking to you the same way. It's okay. Your heart may be broken right now. That person, they're not the one. But what God has for you and what he's doing in your life is always good. And so he will reveal these things through instructions in your life to just listen to so that you can have hope even in the darkest of times, even when things do not make sense, God is still working. That is the power of the God we serve. So he gives us instructions through dreams. Point number two is this, God will also give you directions. Let me say it like this, God will change your direction. God will completely change the direction you think you are going in life. I, I imagine sometimes God is looking down like, oh, that's cute. 
You think you're going that way. Wrong, you're going this way, okay? That degree you got, you'll never use it. <laughs> that uh, position you got that you thought would be the rest of your life, you'll only be working there a year, okay? And you won't be there any longer. That relationship that you jumped into, you just weren't listening. That wasn't for you, right? But God will bring dreams into your life to change your direction to do what? To save you from pain, to save you from hurt, to save you even from death. Now, if you know the story of the birth of Christ, you know that after he was born, or King Herod encountered these wise men that were on their way to see Jesus. And so he started to hear for the very first time about a prophecy that was spoken about this Messiah and this king that would be born that he never heard before. But let's look at the text. Let's look what he did. Matthew chapter 2, verse 7 and 8. Then Herod called for a private meeting with the wise men, and he learned from them the time when the star first appeared. Then he told him, hey, friends, I imagine he said something like that. Go to Bethlehem. Go to Bethlehem and search carefully for this child, please. And when you find him, come back. Make sure to tell me so that I can go worship him too. Let me make this point very clear. Words of flattery are often used by the enemy to kill. Words of flattery are often used by the people who want to hurt you the most to get what they want out of your life. Let me read what David said out of Psalms chapter 5, verse 9. He said, my enemies cannot speak a truthful word. Their deepest desire is to destroy others. Their talk is foul like the stench of an open grave. Listen to this. Their tongues are filled with flattery. They say all the right things on the outside, but on the inside, they're wanting to hurt you and get something out of your life. And, and trust me, a lot of times we're naive to this. Our flesh, we're naive. We're just trying to be nice, trying to love on people. That's what God told us to do. All right, I want to believe you. But guess what? Even when you don't recognize the lie, God always knows a lying spirit. It will always be revealed. Every single time, God will reveal a lying spirit. If somebody is trying to hurt you, God will reveal that to you so that you can protect your circle. Love them from a distance, but if you allow them to get too close, they're going to take something from you. That's what the devil wants to do. He wants to take your peace, your joy, your happiness, because if he can get inside your circle and tear it apart, you look up to the sky and say, God, where are you? But again, are you listening to his instructions, to the direction that he is telling you, hey, you need to get away from this because if you keep going, you're going to get hurt. This is what happened to the wise men. Matthew chapter 2, verse 12. When it was time to leave, they returned to their own country by a what? A different direction. Another route. How did they know? For God had warned them in a dream. God spoke to them in a dream. He revealed it to a, in a dream not to return to Herod. And here's my question for you. Listen, seriously, think about it. What is God telling you to walk away from? What is God telling you right now? This is not the direction for your life. Maybe it's an abusive relationship where every day you go home wondering if I'm going to be alive the next day and God is telling you to get out of that situation, to get out of that house, you will be protected, find help. There are people that will help you. But sometimes we're so scared of the enemy in front of us. 
or the people that control us in front of, that we're, we're starting to not believe that God can really come through. He is always there for you. He doesn't want you to get hurt. Okay? Let me make that known. Maybe it's an addiction that has been in your life. And yeah, you may have a high for a moment, but it also costs you your family. It costs you your, your relationships. It costs you your own relationship with Christ. Because every time you use, you walk away from the Lord and you start to blame him for every decision you've made in your own life. But you don't want to think about that because the substance makes it easier to deal with. And so you keep going back and back and back, even though the Lord is saying, hey, listen, you better change your direction because you're, you're heading towards a path that will end in death. Maybe it's sexual temptation. A moment of pleasure, but on the inside, it's actually destroying your soul. Listen to me. Flattery is a strategy of the devil to cause you to fall. So be careful. Proverbs chapter 7, verse 4. This is a powerful verse. Treat wisdom like the woman you love and knowledge like the one dearest to you. For wisdom will save you from that other woman, that other man's wife who tempts you with such sweet words. You need to be careful of flattery. What does the devil do? He tries to entice you with everything. Hey, look at this sin. If you just had this in your life, you'd be happier. You know, that saying that the grass is greener on the other side. One of my favorite pastors says, you know what? If the grass is greener on the other side, water your own grass. <laughs> Start taking care of your relationships. Start taking care of your marriage. Start having those difficult situ uh, those conversations so that you can see a change in your life. And know it's not easy, but it's healing. And it's a step forward into what God actually has for you. But we're so busy looking at everybody else and what they have. And the devil is just enticing you with flattery. Oh, that would be nice. Oh, what they have. Why don't you do that over there? Why don't you just get in debt and completely buy all those things because they look happy. You can't even enjoy what you have because you're in debt and you're scared to death that everything's going to be taken away. This is how the devil tries to attack and destroy our relationships, but God will reveal it. A dream, yes, through a dream. And he will give you instructions and he would change the direction of your life because he loves you and because he cares. And my third point is this, God will also give you dreams to show you warnings, Woo, big warnings, warnings that you need to pay close attention to. This is also the reason you need to write it down because it could be a matter of life or death. When King Herod realized that the wise men were not coming back to him, he ordered a horrible massacre upon all baby boys two and under to be slaughtered. I read this, um, this statistic about the scripture and it's estimated that King Herod killed about 14,000 boys, two and under. And the devil is always trying to kill the innocent. He's always trying to take out the innocent. But here's what we know, too, from these scriptures. It's hard to understand. But at the same time, it shows you the power of God can never be stopped by the enemy because the enemy doesn't know what God's going to do. Let me show you that this is true. Matthew chapter 2, verse 16. Herod was furious when he realized that the wise men had outwitted him. So he sent soldiers to kill all the boys in and around Bethlehem who were two years old and under, based on the wise men's report of the star's first appearance. That's verse 16. Let's go back. 
Verse 13 says this, after the wise men were gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, get up and flee, go to Egypt. Do you realize something? God revealed it to his people to get out of there before the enemy even decided what he was going to do. Before the enemy decided, hey, I'm going to come after these babies and kill these babies and try to stop the Messiah, the Son of God, God already revealed it to his people, meaning God already knows the future. The devil doesn't. He's not even with God. We need to stop believing that lie. He doesn't have the same power that God has. Everything that he does is counterfeit. Everything that he does is a fake. He pretends to have the strength and the wisdom, but he has none because he wants you to go where he's going. But that's not for you. And so God sent to Joseph in a dream, get up and flee to Egypt with the child and his mother. The angel said, stay there until I tell you to return because Herod is going to search for the child and to kill him, which also means, listen, God may say, let me change your direction for a time, a season. God may share with you, hey, I know that you wanna go this route right now, but there's some things that you need to learn or you need to be over here right now so that you do not, go, so that you do not get hurt or that you don't see pain in your life or that you're not destroyed in what the devil wants to do. I have seen people completely leave their hometown to get free from addictions, to get free from temptations because they know that they're not strong enough to handle it in this area and they get free, they follow the Lord and then when they come back, if God calls them back, they're a different person, completely different in everything that they do. So God may change your direction for a time, but are you allowing your pride to get in the way to listen? Because again, we get very comfortable in our own misery. Well, I know this, it stinks. <laughs> I don't like it, but at least I know it. And you're afraid to move. I created you to see so much. I'm telling you, it's not just a, hey, show up every Sunday for an hour, an hour and a half type of deal. It is a relationship with God that changes you to the very core and shows you miracles in your life. He will speak to you. He will direct you. He will hold you when you're hurting. And he will open up doors you never could on your own. He will bless you and give you things. Miss Lee encourages me every Sunday. Thank you so much. I've seen it. I want you to see it. I want you to see how good God is. And so he also told them when it was time to go back, Matthew chapter two, verse 19 and 20, when Herod died, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt. He said, get up, the angel said, take the child and his mother back to the land of Israel. Because those who were trying to kill the child, those who were trying to hurt you, those who came against you are dead. And they're gone. They're out of your life. Those temptations that used to control you, those people that wanted to hurt you and talk bad about you, God may remove them. But God can always do what you can't. And I believe too, he can work in their life as well. But I wanna share this story because this is a dream I'll never forget. This is a dream that gave me chills, and I believe to this day it saved uh, the lives of my family. My wife had a dream one time, and it was a warning from God. She dreamed that we came home from Walmart. The whole family's in the truck. You know how that adventure already is, going to Walmart. So we're getting home. We're pulling in the driveway, 
uh, the truck is overloaded with groceries and we're trying to get out. And there's a man walking across the street and in her dream, he has a bag. And the man looks at our truck and he stops and then he puts his hand in the bag. And then in the dream, he actually walks close to our truck and he comes up on me with a gun. That's what he did in the dream. And it just gave me chills as she was telling me this dream. And I don't remember if he took our vehicle with our children in it. I don't know if we were able to get the children out. I I can't remember those details. But I remember when she told me this, it gave me chills. Because I knew it was a warning from the Lord. I knew that this was something we needed to pay attention to. So here's why I made a mistake in the first service, because my wife came and corrected me. Thank you. She's not in here, so I can say. Um, I thought it happened a few weeks later, but apparently this happened the very next day. We went to Walmart. We come home. We pull in the driveway. The family's on the truck. And I see in my rearview mirror this man walking across the street. Wouldn't have cared. But what he did, he stopped. And he stared at our truck. And he had a bag in his hand. And I watched him place his hand in the back. And I say to Christine, I say to her, I'm like, hey, this really reminds me of your dream. Every little detail about it. And we both decided, let's put this thing in reverse. And get out of here. All right. Put it in reverse, Terry. Let's go. All right. <laughs> this is not safe for us. At the time, it wasn't funny. But, you know, now I can laugh about it. And we're leaving. And I remember seeing this guy. He stared for a while. And then he finally took his hand out of the bag and he walked away. And to this day, I believe the Lord protected my family. To this day, I believe that God showed us this this warning to take notice of this because something really, really bad was going to happen. God is always showing you the truth. And when you have a purpose in your life, you understand that where I'm going right now, God's in control. And every attack that comes at me, that's okay. I'm prepared. I'm ready for it. Now, you're human. We're all human. It hurts. There are days you're just like, God, give me strength. But God will. He will. So he will also bring dreams in your life to give you a warning. But again, dreams from God make you into who God created you to be. That's why dreams help us reach our destiny fulfillment in our life. That's why it's so important to have hope. And so here's something I want to say, because the world will always tell you, follow your heart, right? Follow your own dreams. Here's what I realized about myself. My heart is selfish. I'll be honest with you. The things that I want are always about me. This is what I want for me. Lord, if you can do something out of it, that's great. But please let me do this. Let me accomplish this. And the Bible tells us too, that the heart is, is desperately wicked right? Because everything the heart wants is selfish. It is for you and only you. And so here's something that changed my life to think about dreams. I say it like this. Don't follow your dreams, but follow God's dreams for you. Don't follow your dreams, but follow God's dreams for you. But the biggest question is this. How do you know? How do I know? that I'm not having some weird dream because I ate a lot of pizza and candy the night before. How do I know that this is actually the Lord speaking to me? And here's a a big revelation. And just to let you guys know, I I had more points after this, but this one's so good, I just wanted to stop right here, okay? And today is very practical. It's about to get really spiritual in the next few weeks. I'm telling you, we're about to dive deeper into this. But my last point is this, dreams help you to become somebody. Dreams help you to become bold, 
You're gonna do things you never would do before because you believe in the promise that God has for you. But I'm gonna show you something really cool, how you can confirm a dream is from the Lord. Uh, again, now let's go to the story of Joseph now because we know that Joseph received a dream about his destiny, something that he was meant to fulfill. One of my favorite verses is Genesis 37 verse five because it's funny to me. Here's what it says. One night Joseph had a dream and his brothers hated him. <laughs> or when he told his brothers, they hated him even more. Why? Because Joseph was the favorite child. In fact, if you don't know, when Joseph received the first dream from the Lord about his destiny, about his purpose in life, he was 17 years old. So imagine being a 17 year old, or maybe you are a 17 year old, and the Lord has told you, hey, you're gonna do something really big. What do you wanna do? I'm gonna tell everybody in my family, ha, you're gonna bow down to me. That's what the Lord showed me. How do you think that went, right? It will never go good, which also tells us, listen, if people who love you don't always understand what God is doing in your life, then there's also people that are against you. So when God speaks in your life, allow it to be confirmed and wait patiently, be still. Because the truth is we talk too much, we share too much, we post too much. Not everybody's excited about what God is doing in your life. Not everybody's going to your GoFundMe page, okay? I'm just telling you. But God will fund everything you need. Every bit of it. That comes from him. But Joseph was 17 years old when he first had the dream. You know how old he was when it was fulfilled? He was 30. And so what I love about the story of Joseph is he went through a lot of trials. And if you know what he went through, I mean, he was, he was bold, but he dealt with a lot of things. He was sold into slavery. And then he was wrongly accused. And then he was put into prison. And he was being faithful the entire way. How did Joseph not give up? Because we have one bad day and we turn our backs on God. We have one bad situation. We say, God, where are you? You're not in my life. Joseph from age 17 heard the dream that will be fulfilled, but it didn't happen until he was 30. And everything that he went through seemed like persecution over his life. But still, every bit of it led him to the position he needed to be in at the right time. So everything the enemy plans against you, God is still working for you. But he went through all these things. And so my question is, how was he so confident that God had a plan for him? I'm gonna show you. Here's the revelation I wanna share with you today. It's titled, The Law of the Double Dream. The Law of the Double Dream. Now I've talked about the number two and being a confirmation from the Lord, but today I'm gonna show you out of scripture, okay? This is really cool to me. When Pharaoh had his dream, only Joseph was able to interpret that dream. But look at Genesis chapter 41, verse 32. It says this, and the dream was repeated to Pharaoh twice because the thing is established by God. Let me read that again. The dream was repeated to Pharaoh twice because the thing is established by God and God will shortly bring it to pass. Let me read another translation. It says it like this, I like this. Pharaoh, you had two dreams about the same thing. That means God wanted to show you that he really will make this happen and he will make it happen very soon. This is called the law of a double dream. Pharaoh had a disturbing dream about what was to come over the land of Egypt. And a lot of us don't pay attention to this, but he had a dream. He woke up in the middle of the dream and then he went right back to sleep and the dream continued. 
You ever had that happen? And both dreams were in line with each other. Both dreams had the same confirmation from the Lord, had the same meaning, had the same subject, yet he was able to wake up in the middle and keep dreaming. And Joseph said, I recognize that. He says, I recognize that. That is from the Lord. And that's why he felt so confident in interpreting the dream that he had. Let's look at the dream. Genesis 41, 17 through 24. So Pharaoh told Joseph his dream, verses 18 through 19. He said, I saw seven fat, healthy cows come up out of the river and they began grazing in the marsh grass. But then I saw seven sick looking cows, scrawny and thin, come up after them. And then he continues and say, said that they ate the fat cows then pay attention to verse 21, then I woke up. And then he went back to sleep. And the verses continue and he said he had another dream. Seven healthy stalks of grain were then devoured by seven thin ones, or thin ones. And Joseph knew exactly what this meant. See, an interpretation from the Spirit of the Lord came to him and he said, listen, this means that there's famine coming to the land. Because Joseph was able to interpret a dream. You know what this means? This is a powerful point too. It means that an unbeliever can still receive a dream from God, a revelation from God. But listen, only a believer can interpret that dream. Because we see this throughout the Old Testament, these kings, Nebuchadnezzar had a dream too. He didn't understand it. All of his people, all of his people that were sorcerers and and seers and all these things, they couldn't interpret the dream and their life was at stake. But God's people always confidently is able to rise up and interpret the dream. And that's something we're gonna go over in the next few weeks too about symbolism out of the Bible and why God speaks in such a way. Why is it not always just clear for us to understand? But Joseph recognized that this this was from the Lord. Why? Because of the law of the double dream. How many dreams did Joseph have when he heard the Lord call him? He had two. Two dreams. Genesis 37, six and seven. Listen to the dream. He was talking to his brothers. He said, we were out in the field, tying up bundles of grain. Suddenly my bundle stood up and your bundles all gathered around mine and bowed low before mine. Then again, he had another dream. Genesis 37, verse nine. Soon Joseph had another dream. And again, he told his brothers about it. Listen, I had this other dream. He said, the sun, the moon, and 11 stars bowed low before me. His dreams were back to back confirmation for them. And I realized this, that God is constantly calling you. He's always trying to get your attention over and over again. And I've seen people say, well, I don't know. I don't know if I can believe. And we walk away from the Lord. And I felt this in my soul and I had to write it down. I felt the Lord speaking this when I was writing this message. I felt God saying, when I spoke, you didn't believe. When I offered strength, you turned it away. When I offered healing, you wanted revenge. When I said, seek my presence, you searched for attention instead. Instead of praising me, says the Lord, you praised others or yourself. And the truth is we have all stumbled in this way. Every one of us, we've rebelled against the Lord. We didn't listen when he was offering protection and healing and directions for your life, when he was giving you warnings, when he wanted to change your path. But the grace of God is so good. But guess what else? God will also call your name over and over again to get your attention for repentance, forgiveness, 
and a new life. For God called Abram when he didn't understand and he thought he had to sacrifice his child in the testing of faith. Genesis chapter 22, verses 11 and 12. Listen to this, Abraham, Abraham, don't lay a hand on the boy. Twice his name was called. When Jesus told Simon, hey, the devil wants to attack you, guess how he said it? Luke 22, verse 31, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift you each like wheat. And he called Saul's name twice. Changed the direction of his life. Acts chapter 9, verse 4, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Why are you going away? God will use things over and over again, especially twice, to confirm it's from him because he wants to protect you. He's calling you to change your direction. But in order to receive it, you have to believe it. I have you stand right here. Don't answer this out loud. But are you happy doing things the way you want to do? Are you truly happy knowing that you keep deciding to do the things that you want to do and that you're not listening to the Lord calling upon your name? Is everything in your life going perfect with you in control? Is everything in your relationships and in your marriage or your relationships with family or other people, are they perfect because you're in control right now. And if you feel like everything is slipping out of your fingers and you're not happy, you're just used to it. I'm telling you today that you can release everything that you've taken control of and you can believe what the Lord has for you. That there is a purpose, there is a destiny, there is a fulfillment of you. There is a dream that you heard at one point in your life. There was a dream that you heard and maybe you didn't write it down, but you still know it in your heart. Have you given up on that dream, on that purpose? Because it's not meant just to change your life. It's also meant to change the lives of others. And it's when you believe and say, God, all right, take me. I'm a mess. Forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of everything, but I trust you. I'm ready. God will work a miracle and through every trial, and it may take years, you may be like Joseph, but eventually his will will be done because you don't know the position that God is leading you to. But he's leading you. But will you allow him to lead you? We hope you enjoyed this week's sermon. If you've been blessed by this message, be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss future messages. And if you feel led to give to this ministry, check out the link in the description and see the other ways you can get connected.